Hey, video game fans, I'm Push Dustin. And I'm Ben Bertoli. And this is Memory Card. We have a steaming bowl of new gaming history to share with you, so we hope your ear holes are ready for all the cool facts. Yeah! Ear holes! Let's just boot up episode 5. So today we'll be talking about limited edition consoles, those bling bling gaming machines. Right, and we're going to we're going to both be the experts on this one. So we're going to go back and forth just like we did with the game controllers and explain some of our wackiest favorites here. So uh, I'll be starting this time and um the first console that I would like to talk about is the Hanshin Tigers GameCube. Now, this one's not too wacky, but it's still pretty interesting. So the Hanshin Tigers are a baseball team in Japan. They're um, based in Osaka, and it's kind of like the Red Sox of Japan. They're pretty popular, right? Like one of the most popular teams? Yeah, yeah, they're one of the more popular teams. Their fans are pretty intense. They are known for being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and releasing live tigers on the field. Exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the Hanshin Tigers, are, they're quite fanatic, and... In 2003, Nintendo was like, hey, you know, we're going to make a console just for you. And so that's what they did. At the time, the Nintendo GameCube was not selling so hot. It had a price drop, and they were also um, including a version which was called the Enjoy Pack Plus in Japan, which had a Game Boy player attached to it. So that way you could also play those Game Boy games on the home screen. Hmm. So the Hunch and Tigers GameCube it was actually part of that series. It came with a Game Boy player, also a GameCube controller, which was unique, and a uniform. When you say a uniform, do you mean just like a shirt or like a whole outfit? <laughs> <laughs> just a shirt. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. The GameCube itself and the controller, they have like the stripes, uh, black and white stripes, kind of like a baseball uniform. They're not orange, like a tiger? No, it's not orange. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just black and white. So the Hunchin Tigers, it was um, being sold for about 27,700 yen, or at the time, um, 240 US dollars. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. The actual numbers that they um, produced of it is kind of is still disputed, but it was probably a little bit more than um, some of the other special editions that were released in Japan. The reason that they made it in 2003 is because the Hunchin Tigers actually clenched the magic number that year. The magic number in Japan is um, when a team is more than likely to win the playoffs. Oh, okay. So the Hunchin Tigers, they won in 1985. And then since then, they haven't, they didn't win for a long, long time. Again, kind of like the Red Sox. Oh, I see. After they, they won in 1985, the Hunchin Tigers fans actually threw a statue of Colonel Sanders into the river. Why? Because... It re uh, resembled the first baseman, uh, Randy Bass. But, like, because they were happy? In their celebration, they, they threw the statue of Colonel Sanders into the river. Since then, they didn't win, so there was a, a long thought uh, belief that the Hunchin Tigers had the Colonel Sanders curse. <laughs> the statue was actually recovered in 2009. So they, they won with, with, with Colonel Sanders still in the river. That's amazing. 
but yeah, anyway, yeah, the, the console came out, um, came with a Game Boy player, had a pretty um, cool controller. All right, well, um, as far as weird, I guess it's not that weird. It's, I mean, baseball-themed console. Okay, it's, yeah, okay, I'll give it like a six or a seven for weird. Cool factor, yeah, it's kind of cool. I'll give it like an uh, eight and a half. But I'll tell you right now, it can't outdo the coolness of my first console, and that is the 2004 Mountain Dew Xbox. Ooh, gamer fuel. Yes, exactly. So, you know, there's all the memes and such about uh, Mountain Dew and how it fuels all of us gamers to the max. But uh, <laughs> the Mountain Dew Xbox was a limited edition Xbox that was only available through a Mountain Dew sweepstakes. And it was kind of weird because you had to pay $100 and you had to pay for shipping. Mm -hmm. um, but you also had to acquire 550 Mountain Dew points. Oh. And like put that towards it, which I guess is why it was only like $100. It was like a sweepstake as well? or It says it was a sweepstakes, but you just had to like show up the first day that it was available, like online or something to reserve it. So okay. less of a sweepstakes, more of just like a drink a redonkulous amount of Mountain Dew. Because <laughs> I thought like, oh, well, maybe every can was one point and every like 20 liter was five points. But the breakdown was... Every 20 ounce, every one liter, every two liter, they're all worth one point. Oh, so it didn't matter. Yeah, but you're essentially having to buy like 550 Mountain Dews to yeah. get this thing, which is ridiculous. I think you could get like three points if you bought like a 12 pack and maybe like more if you bought like bigger mm -hmm. amounts of them. But essentially, you're looking at spending $550 on Mountain Dew before you pay the $100 to yeah. buy it as well. So this thing was, you know, it was like Mountain Dew green. It has this little like jewel piece on the top that says like Mountain Dew Limited Edition. There were 5,000 units made. Like that's, that was it. And the very first day that they went up for reservation online, they were immediately sold out. There's actually a lot of people who, who drink more than 550 cans of the Mountain Dew. Apparently, apparently, it also came with Project Gotham Racing 2 or Amped 2. I think you got to pick uh, which one that it came with. Okay. But the weirdest fact about this Xbox is that there is currently one underneath the couch that's like 15 feet behind me. Oh. Because my cousins who live in Ohio somehow got their hands on one. I don't know if they put in the 550 Mountain mm -hmm. Dew points, but about two years ago, their mom was cleaning out the basement and was like, hey, Ben likes video games. <laughs> And she was like, do you want our limited edition Mountain Dew <laughs> Xbox and all of these games for free? And I was like, heck yeah, I do. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I don't even like Xbox that much. But uh, yeah, so that's one of the rare consoles that I own, despite not being big into Xbox. Or Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's an interesting one. There's also a Taco Bell Xbox yeah. 360, but that's a, that's a story for a different time. I've heard about that. That like actually makes the Taco Bell sound, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it does which makes it that much better. But All right, so what do you think? Mountain Dew Xbox. In terms of coolness, it's obviously a 10 out of 10. Yes, yes, true. And for weirdness, I would say it's about like maybe a 6 out of 10. Yeah. Because I, I think it actually makes a lot of sense. You know, it's, it's kind of on brand for Mountain Dew. And also, you know, the fact that Xbox is like typically associated with green and Mountain Dew is associated with green. It just seemed like a natural choice. True. All right, what's your number two console? My number two is actually the Game Gear. 
Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so I'll be talking something non-Nintendo for, for once. <laughs> the Game Gear that I'll be talking about is the Ray Earth Game Gear, the Magic Knight Ray Earth. Hmm. And it came out after 1 million Game Gears have, have been sold. Sega started like the Game Gear Plus One series. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Ray Earth is the sequel to Everyone Loves Raymond, correct? Yes. The sitcom? Yes. Okay. Where, where Raymond actually takes over the whole Earth and... <laughs> Deborah! <laughs> it's like the end of Evangelion. <laughs> but with Ray Romano. <laughs> we got to pitch this to Netflix. Oh, I'm sorry. So what, what is yeah. that series, though? I have no idea what that is. So the Ray Earth is kind of like a magical girl series which um has three uh girl protagonists and a it, it looks like a rabbit mm. that character kind of guides them on a quest where they have to like defend the realm i'm sure i pissed off a lot of people with that summary but <laughs> <laughs> basically magic girls with swords and robots i guess okay and so what was the connection there's a video game for the game gear so the Plus One series that I mentioned before is basically a Game Gear that was packaged with one game. Hmm. Plus One of a series would eventually be renamed to the Character Pack, and Ray Earth Game Gear was the first one that was in the series, and it was went on sale on December 16, 1994. What did it look like? It was red. The whole Game Gear was red. Nice. And then it had a uh, Mokona and a little amulet, I think, uh, the, the symbol of the series. And then it also came with uh, a game, the Magic uh, Knight Ray Earth game. And if you bought the game with the pack, like if you bought the pack and the game with it, the game would be red. Oh. But if you bought the game separately, then the cart was black. Oh, very collectible. Yeah, it's basically just a, an exclusive Japanese uh, game gear that came out for a really popular TV show. Okay, well, Ray Earth Game Gear, let's see. It sounds it sounds pretty weird, especially for a Game Gear. I'm going to give it like a 7.5, maybe an 8 for weird. How about coolness? Eh, 6? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. But it's a fantastic lead-in to my next one because mine is also a extremely red handheld, um, and that is the Marlboro Atari Lynx. Oh, one of the only, I hope, handhelds to ever promote smoking <laughs> in the entire <laughs> world. Uh, so the Atari Lynx was kind of a flop handheld there made by Atari in the early 90s, like 1990, 1991. It actually started out pretty well when it first launched. They sold like 90% of their original like units, so something like 50,000. And by the time it was done, it had sold a couple million. I think maybe even as high as 7 million is what they think, but it was going up mm -hmm. against the Game Boy, and that is a hard nut to crack. Mm. So the Game Boy sold like 16 million units uh, by 1995, and it was half as much. Atari Lynx cost something like $180 or something. The Game Boy had a better battery life, it came with Tetris, mm -hmm. and just basically had better games overall. But at some point, somebody said, hey, you know what gamers love? Smoking a cool cigarette. <laughs> and uh, they reached out to Marlboro, or maybe Marlboro reached out to them. And uh, somebody said, yeah, let's make a, like a very like Marlboro red handheld console. Now, I've never seen this console in the United States. Actually, I've never seen it anywhere except for Germany. As far as I can tell, it only came out in Germany. Oh, okay. That kind of makes sense because like, the U.S. has like pretty strict 
regulations yeah on. yeah i think they would get pretty mad <laughs> if that was the case but so on it at the top in german it says um the marlboro adventure team mm-hmm. and if you've never seen an atari lynx it's got like a d-pad on the left it's a pretty wide system and then it's got just this weird array of buttons they got two on top two on bottom and they're kind of surrounding a speaker it has a very like wide horizontal screen there wasn't much to like this was one once again where you had to get like a certain number of points in a magazine like a marlboro catalog mm-hmm. and uh then you could buy it i don't think you really had to pay anything extra except for maybe shipping and handling it's just such a weird like you know coca-cola mountain dew okay but like marlboro that's just I don't know. It doesn't seem like the right demographic on a on a couple of different levels. Yeah. Handheld gamers, I don't think, are super into smoking, and I don't think smokers are like super big into handheld gaming. I don't know. <laughs> They're just trying to market to more um men. What you call it? Like adults. Yeah, men. That too. I guess Marlboro had some issues with men wanting to buy their cigarettes in the first place, and so that's why they made the Marlboro Man, famous like rough and tumble cowboy. So maybe this was the next step, like. Like, oh, men love cowboys. Men love Mm, video games. Yeah. Especially German men. (laughs) So the rumor on this one is that only 50 of them were ever made. Don't know if that's true. But if it is, that that means it's extremely rare handheld to find if you ever stumble upon one. That kind of reminds me. There was a GameCube Heineken. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's just like a normal GameCube, but the, um, the jewel plate, the round plate in the middle mm-hmm. it just says heineken on it and um i don't know how you got it but <laughs> poor life choices it's extremely rare and i think it was released in the states yeah that's the that's the weird duo there the marlboro uh, atari lynx and the heineken gamecube uh just uh your life is in ruin all right so what do you think weird factor weird factor probably like a nine yeah it's pretty high up there i would think Cool factor. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. Uh, I gotta do two. Two out of ten. Don't, don't smoke, kids. Exactly. No smoking. Can't promote that on here. All right. Third and final consoles. Let's hear it. The last one that I'll be talking about is a console that's fit enough to be uh, for the royal family. It is the Gold Wii. I say. This was a marketing stunt that uh, THQ did way back in the day uh, when we was live and kicking. Basically what happened was that they heard that the um the queen really liked playing Wii Sports. Hmm. So they thought, hey, you know, maybe she would enjoy our game as well, which was a uh, big family games. It was a collection of mini games that THQ made. Oh. So um they decided to make an exclusive gold Wii and deliver it to the palace in um in the UK. Did she accept it? Did she slap it out of their hands onto the ground? So I don't think it was actually accepted. Oh, um, man. It just kind of got passed around. Right now, it's in um, the uh, Netherlands. But passed around by who? Like game collectors or? Yeah, like game collectors. Man, I think I think the queen was just hard up on you know needed some cash and she probably like pawned it you know <laughs> put it on eBay. The interesting thing is that the console came with a gold console a gold Wii remote, and a gold nunchuck. Now, are we talking gold spray paint or actual real gold? Gold spray paint. Okay. The nunchuck okay. is currently missing. <gasps> you know what? I have a gold nunchuck downstairs in my collector's case, but I got it from uh, Club Nintendo. 
Yeah, that's the Zelda one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a different variation. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah. Maybe Nintendo accidentally sent me the Queen's nunchuck. (laughs) (laughs) The Queen's nunchuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. That's the best James Bond movie title ever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most powerful weapon. (laughs) Yes, in all the world. I dare say. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? <laughs> just gets on top of the head. The only thing keeping the Queen of England alive right now is her yeah. gold nunchuck. She was like, "Yeah, I don't want that," and then she took the nunchuck with her, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, "But I do need a nunchuck. I, I can't find it." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so let's see. Mm, cool factor. That's pretty cool. Gold Wii given to the Queen, you know, potentially. Uh, I'll put it up yeah. there. I give it a nine. Nine for cool. Um, weird. Uh, I guess it's kind of weird it kind of makes sense uh, i guess that you would want to bestow that upon royalty so uh all right like a six i guess okay all right so you know how your last two kind of led into mine really well yeah this one does not (laughs) (laughs) this is the opposite this is the opposite of royalty (laughs) so the game boy advance sp comes out in 2003 this is like the ideal way to play the game boy advance it's got the clamshell design it's backlit before Apple decides to get rid of the headphone jack, Nintendo did it. Super trendy. But uh, there's all sorts of cool special editions. There's like a Pikachu one. There's a Legend of Zelda one. But the coolest slash lamest is the Tribal Tattoo Game Boy Advance, which has these big black like swooping tribal tattoos all over it. I mean, yeah, it's just horrible, but it's so horrible that it's great. It really is. There's one on the front. There's three on the inside. And I think possibly best of all, there was an official Nintendo ad for it that featured Mario, (laughs) who had his sleeve rolled up. And you can see that he has a tribal tattoo, which just, you know, is official canon now in the series. And the tagline was, if it's cool enough for Mario, dot, 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 then apparently you should get it. Mm -hmm. I need a tattoo of Mario with this tattoo on me is what i'm thinking but yeah i mean it's just like the most bro-y <laughs> tie-in i've ever seen yeah. like i don't know who saw that and was like yeah tribal tattoos i guess the same kind of people who get tribal tattoos i'm looking at the ad right now and it, you can get like four exclusive mp3s whoa whoa hold on i'm gonna get to that yeah let's, <laughs> let's talk about this so if you register uh the fact that you bought this on something called do you know what Winamp is? Yeah, yeah. I had Winamp. But I did, I did, I had no idea. Somehow that completely passed me by. So if you bought this tribal tattoo Game Boy Advance, there was all these perks that you would get. You would get an internet browser, whatever that means. Um, I mean, like, I know what an internet browser is, but I don't know how you can give someone a new one <laughs> for buying a tribal tattoo Game Boy. You get wallpaper changer. You get five wallpapers. You get a screensaver. You get a Winamp skin. You get four exclusive MP3s, mm-hmm. and you get 500 stars, which I don't know how stars were used in that program, but if we're talking Mario here, that's a yeah. lot of stars. That's a lot of stars. There was, uh, like I said, quite a few different Game Boy Advance special editions out there, but none were quite so terrible <laughs> as this one, and that's why I love it. I don't own one. I would sure love to. All right, so what's your ruling on this one? Uh, cool factor... Maybe like a a six. Seventeen. Oh, okay. Six is good. Because you know, travel tattoos are 
you know, they're they're they've they're gone. It's not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no no one's doing it. <laughs> if you do it, you're kind of weird. <laughs> Mario Mario killed it. Yeah. Thanks, Mario. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> the hero that we didn't know we needed. <laughs> And then um, weirdness factor, I'd say like a eight. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, like who thought this was a, a good idea? And it came out in like Europe as well. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Someone at Nintendo was like walking around with their, you know, sleeves rolled up one day. Miyamoto was just like, "That's it." <laughs> <laughs> Miyamoto pointed over there and said, "That man, he's the future." That's all from us for now. Thanks for listening. We'd like to give a special shout out to Game Boy Chiptune Master Jamatar, who allowed us to use his track Midori. <laughs> I still don't know if I'm getting that right. As opening and closing music, you can find more of his banging beats by searching Jamatar, that's J A M A T A R, on Spotify or visiting jamatar.com. If you have any feedback on the podcast or want to recommend a topic, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter. Ben can be found at SuperBenTendo, and I can be found at PushDustin. Be on the lookout for the next episode, dropping soon.